Welcome to the Mindful Career Transitions Podcast. This is the show for you if you've had success in your current career, yet you feel like there must be a more fulfilling way to spend your day. Listen in as we share wisdom, career change tips, and expertise on making a mindful transition to a fulfilling and meaningful career. Here's your host, Liesl Teversham. Hello and welcome. I'm so happy today to introduce you to a friend from Canada. We met a few years ago in an online forum where we learned together about book marketing. Maureen has made a successful career transition from actually a variety of things which she'll tell you about just now, but directly from a university setting to running her own business in organizing. And I thought it would be so fun and informative to talk to someone who can speak from experience with making a successful transition. So let me share with you a little bit about Maureen, and then we'll pick her brain for some ideas that we can also use for a career transition. Maureen Torpy is an author and professional organizer. Since 2004, in her role as the Declutter Coach, she offers her clients an improved quality of life through becoming organized. She continues this work with her virtual organizing service as well. Always an organized person, Maureen remembers as a child lining up her mother's scattered shoes, placing them carefully against a wall and posting a for sale sign. I love that, Maureen. (laughs) She holds several certificates of study from the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, a certificate of completion in hoarding and clutter coaching in a hoarding environment. She's always curious to learn more and she continues studying in relevant fields. Maureen has also three books. Number one is Going Forward, Downsizing, Moving and Settling In. Number two is Let's Get Organized, 172 Tiplets to Simplify Life. And number three, Christmas Workbook, How to Plan and Create a More Meaningful Christmas. Maureen, welcome. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Oh, I'm so glad to be back, Liesl. We always have such fun on these calls. We do, we do. And I can't wait to hear about your transition because I know that it came from a very interesting or you had a very interesting and windy road to end up where you are. So please, will you tell us a little bit about your journey and where you came from and all the careers you've had up until where you are now running your own business with helping people to organize their lives? Sure. Well, after high school, I took a secretarial course. It was just a one-year quick secretarial course because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself, and university in those days was out of the question. So I studied secretarial, and I really didn't like it. I, you know, To do the shorthand and those kinds of things just did not appeal to me at all. So I worked only for a few months and then had the opportunity to go back to school where I studied fashion design. I worked in that field for about eight years, and it was fun mostly, especially when I saw my creations walking down the street. I really enjoyed that. But I left that, became a housewife, and I did did the housewife thing for, mm, I guess, three or four years, and then I returned to an office. Um using my skills that I hated um, 
that I learned before the fashion studies now. Fortunately, when I went back to office work, I didn't have to use shorthand. So that made life a whole lot easier. I ended up in a university setting um, working as an admin secretary for the dean of a faculty there. And I realized what I really liked best, and that was the administrative work. You know, planning his travels and keeping him organized and organizing his meetings and those kinds of things. So the other work, the typing and everything was palatable. Plus, the computers had come into vogue then, and um, doing that kind of work was a lot easier. So that was my, hmm, my initial, the initial part of my journey. And that's amazing, Maureen, because I hear through the lines then that what you're saying is you discovered almost, I don't want to say by accident, but sort of in a roundabout way that what you really love and enjoy is the organizing. And so that leads me to the next question is, is how did you make this career change then or a transition to what you are doing now, which is helping people organizing their lives full time? You know, Lisa, that's a question I often get. Like, how did you get here from there? So here's what happened. I moved from a very large city. I lived in Montreal, Quebec, in Canada, where I was working at the university, to a much smaller city in Ontario, Canada. That's a distance of about five and a half hours drive. So it's not across country, but it's a significant distance. So once I got here and started looking for work, I wasn't able to find anything in the field where I had the most experience. So that would be at the university level, although there is a university here now. Um, I had too much experience for the jobs that were available, and I, I, never, I didn't get a job. I guess it was overqualified or something. So I happened to have the organizing gene, and it, it comes naturally. So I decided looking into becoming a professional organizer. And at that time, this was still fairly new in Canada. I, I didn't even know a professional organization existed. But I plowed in, hung out my shingle, and thinking, why not do something that I have a natural ability to do, and began my own business. So then after a short time, I learned that um, there was such a thing as professional organizing as a, a real job. And um, as I got more and more into it, the more I realized how much I didn't know. And I started researching courses in the field. That's amazing. And isn't it interesting that I think it happens to so many of us when we start our university studies, uh, you know, as a young girl or a young adult actually at 20 or 18 years of age some of the careers you know have have not even been found out if I can put it that way that when you studied your secretarial studies when you were 18 or 20 years old professional organizing didn't exist probably so not at all it was just not available to you even though maybe at that point you would have known that you enjoy organizing so there's just so many careers that are um that sort of come out of the woodwork or are born every single day so our choices become bigger and bigger and how amazing that you found that you love organizing and there is now this career to organize well you know it's funny when you you, I forgot that I had um, mentioned the organizing my mother's shoes when I was I don't know 11 or 12 years old and 
I was organizing then and I had no idea what it was. It just this pile of shoes bothered me so much that I had to straighten them and put them in, in line. And I was trying to encourage her to keep the shoes in her bedroom, not in the dining room. So that's why the sign went up. And, oh, she was not a happy camper. <laughs> she did not <laughs> like that at all. She was furious with me. But, you know, I guess I just had that that um, inclination even back then. Absolutely. And not knowing what it was. Absolutely. It came naturally to you. And, uh, you know, you and I had a conversation not too long ago about um, the strengths. And there is a strength called exactly that. It's, I think it's called consistency. Or, and there's another one called discipline. And we want things to be organized and, you know, the right way. And um, it, it sounds like it came out in you as a very, very young little girl. And it's almost like you can't help it. It just pours out of you. It's an energy that needs to come out of you. And... It was there from a, such an early age already. You are a mother's dream girl. Although <laughs> <laughs> because it's usually the mom that says, please put your shoes away. And here you are telling mom. <laughs> That's so adorable. Yeah, well, we had a reverse relationship in some ways. <laughs> I, I was not. I was not my mother's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you were. You must have been a surprise to her. <laughs> well, I guess when I started doing these kinds of things, I think she was. She kind of wondered if I'd landed for Mars because I. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what she taught you. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Maureen, so then I hear that you started um, investigating how to put, uh, let's say, certifications or professional, um, you know, what do you call it, certifications next to your name so that you could be qualified in this field of organizing. And how did you, where did you gain that knowledge and how did you begin to practice to help your clients? Well, as you mentioned part of this in your intro. Um, the first courses I took were from the Institute for Challenging Disorganization. And back then it was called the National Study Group on Chronic Disorganization. Um, people always laugh when I say that name because they don't think it's a real a real outfit, but it, it is. They do amazing research and, and they help people a great deal. They're based in the USA. And I learned quite a lot from them in lots of facets of organizing Everything from how to order, keep my paperwork to personal safety once in somebody's home. Um, plenty more as to how to work with someone with ADHD, hoarding issues, and, and lots, lots more. Then after a few years, I began taking courses with the professional organizers in Canada. That's my professional organization. They hadn't been offering courses when I was ready to begin. That's why I went to the other group. And then when I was ready, I wrote their exams to qualify me to use a prof trained professional organizer along with my name. So that was my journey to get to partly to where I am today. And so that it's one thing usually to get your, let's call it the theoretical knowledge, you know, how to help. To, to, in order to start helping clients like I've got EFT and some other methods to help people but it's an entirely different sort of ball game to start finding clients and help clients and begin a practice um, can you say a few words about that was that a, a sort of a challenging process for you was it easy how did that work for you it was challenging um, I live in a small town 
about well, it's about fifty six thousand. It's um, demographically uh, government town, uh, university town, um, and a lot of seniors. So, it, it, as much as people would say, "Oh, what a wonderful thing you're doing," and I. Through referrals, I did gain a reasonable clientele. After a while, I think, first of all, the novelty wore off. And secondly, people didn't fully understand that I was teaching them a new way of life. It's like going on a a diet that's going to end at a certain point. And in order to be effective, it has to become your new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Well, organizing is much like that. It, It becomes a new lifestyle. It is a change of habits and it's an understanding of what kinds of things work for an individual. Um, it's personalized. Not It's not um, organizing out of a box, for example. Not everybody needs to or can work the same way successfully. So what I do is I teach people, I find out more and more about them, and then I teach them what will work for them according to what I've learned. And more and more often, um, people would come to me at the just before our first working appointment and say, oh, it's okay, my friend said she'd help me. You know, we don't, I don't need to bother you with this. And it upset me because they missed the point. You know, it wasn't just tidying up. Mm-hmm. It was what's going to happen to change the habit so it doesn't happen again. Anyway, that's why, you know, I started getting a little bit discouraged. And, um, it, you know, I, I did... Well, I started my business in 2004, and I, I don't know if I'm going off track here, but I, I started having some health issues that I couldn't physically do the organizing on site anymore, so I started taking a little bit of a detour. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's a very important that you mention this, Maureen, it's definitely not going off track because, you know, I'd like us to explore um, you know, what can happen when we start our own business? It's very important if somebody is thinking of starting a business to be aware that there are factors that's not always in our control and we need to sort of have options available to us and make plans and um, make detours when we are business owners. It's not as simple as when we are an employee and we have sick leave and we can just continue to take the sick leave until we're well again. So mm-hmm. um, for the detour um what did you do? Did you need to take a sort of a part-time position again, or how did you manage that? Well, what happened was um, I needed a knee replacement. So I decided I was going to write a book because I couldn't, I couldn't do very much of anything for a while. I knew I couldn't go, I couldn't drive for six weeks. So that was the big, a big, big problem for me not to have that flexibility just to go when I wanted to. But the other thing was um, I couldn't physically do the work because of my surgery and I was going to physiotherapy and all those things that are involved in it. So I figured, well, this is my time to write this book that I've been talking about writing. So during that period, I started writing my book, uh, Downsizing, the Downsizing book. And um, so I used the time that way and I thought, decided I really liked writing. So I started trying to work on a plan B of what I was going to do when I grew up, but I hadn't really quite settled on that. So that you're right about having um, always having an option in the background, even if even if at the beginning it's not there, 
um, it's important to have something, another, um, another interest mm-hmm. that can either fill in the gaps or take over when plan A doesn't work out. Exactly. Um, there's always a curveball in life. We, we, we can make, I saw a cute little picture somewhere one day, you've probably seen it yourself about, you know, the straight line from, from A to B, that's how we like for our business mm-hmm. to go. But how it really goes is a hundred squiggles in the meantime, mm-hmm. you know, between the two points. And we can't control how those squiggles will go because there are circumstances beyond our control. And so we have to think on our feet and make plans and so on when we are a business owner. Absolutely. Brilliant. And so, yes. And, you know, I, I read somewhere recently that, you know, it's fine to have plan A and plan B, but there's a lot of other letters in the alphabet that if those two don't work, just find another letter <laughs> and create a plan around that. <laughs> I love that. There are, there are 24 other letters, so don't stick with A and B only. I love that. <laughs> Wow. And and so then I'm, so isn't that interesting? I find this remarkable that in the process of trying to find another option while you were recuperating from knee surgery, you found literally, can we say, plan C, which was a career you may not even have considered, was it not for that recuperation period? In other words, you became an author. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I bet that led to a few little... Um, shall we call them learnings as well? A few things you had to learn about either writing or getting the book out there or marketing or whatever it may be. Oh, for sure. And I'm not sure if that was when you and I first met was in the book marketing course that uh, we took online. Um, I had no idea that the, when I first wrote the book that I would be responsible for my own marketing. And is that when you and I first met? Mm, Maureen, I think so. And I'm not sure which one because we've taken a few together. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I do believe it was in 2013, more or less. That's when I took the first one. And so, Yeah. It might have been a little earlier for me. It might might have been around a year earlier Mm. when I started taking courses about book marketing. But anyway, I've I've taken lots of courses with um, with our friend Devor Lansky, uh, and um, I guess the biggest thing I've learned about is how much an author needs to do their own marketing if they want their book to actually sell, and and that can be a full time job in itself is marketing the book, and without having to travel, um, I learned a whole lot about that how to market a book without having to travel all around the country to sell it, and. Um, and another another tangent, I learned about podcasting from Devorah also, and it's I'm really having a lot of fun with it. It's I enjoy talking to people about organizing that aren't necessarily in the organizing field, but so many so many things that we do are connected with organizing. Um, you and I have talked about different things that you do that I've put together with organizing that. Um, People wouldn't think, you know, we talked the other day about self-care, for example, and and the ability to say no, learning how to say no to um, commitments. So those are all organizing related. So I guess I could go on, but maybe that's enough for today on that topic. <laughs> no, that's amazing. In, and I do think you are so, so right that we don't realize how much of life involves organizing of some kind or another. 
um, and then uh, we don't always have the skills or the know-how or we don't get taught how to organize and how to do things efficiently. Some of us are uh, not natural organizers and some people like you are and so for you it comes easily and naturally and you needed to add the the shall we say formal knowledge and certification around it but to you it's something that you love doing and you and and so I'm just so grateful that there are people like you who can uh, help the rest of us (laughs) to get organized (laughs) in all those areas of our lives well you know it can be learned people can learn to be organized and with without going off the end of this the end of the scale and become OCD about it you know people can be organized and the degree of organization can vary from person to person it's what works for the individual and if you can find what you want when you want it that's the important part Mm. it doesn't have to be a magazine picture for example Right, right. It definitely helps or it can be such a time waster to look for hours for something you know you have. Mm-hmm. Um, one thought that I just still wanted to sort of backtrack a little to that came up for me as we were talking and as you were explaining, you've, you've done book marketing, you've done podcasting, you've done virtual book tours. Um, it's just amazing to me that when we start a new career, we have no idea how many things um, it will open up for us that we also mm-hmm. will then find out about. So does it feel to you like your new career has, um, you know, this is a, not an open, I mean, I'm asking it in the wrong way, but how do you feel about this new career and all the possibilities it's made, it's sort of opened up for you? I think it's marvelous. Um, I, it's allowed me to learn so much from people I've talked to and it's allowed me to meet people in different countries that I never would have an opportunity to meet otherwise and to become friends with some of them because it's just, it's too far beyond the realm of possibility to say for me to travel from Canada to South Africa and bump into you on the street and become friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, it would, maybe it does happen, but it's, it would be so rare that had we not met through these courses, we never would have met. So it has a lot of extra benefits to to taking these courses apart from the you know the learning the topic of the course. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so I hear you kind of saying that the life of an entrepreneur it's is not always easy because it can be strewn with some challenges and difficulties that we have to figure out, but it also offers mm-hmm. all these opportunities that would not have come along if you'd been sitting in an office doing work for one person, for instance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, love that. And <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard you say that you are continuing to learn more things. Are you also learning more in the field of organizing? Yes, most recently I completed a course in virtual organizing and that has enabled me to add this service to my offerings now. My word, Maureen, now that is something I'd love to hear about. So how does that work, virtual organizing? Well, again, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it, um, I work with clients uh, virtually, as, as the name implies, and um, it makes it easier for, for people to, um, to hire me because it doesn't matter about the geographic area any of us are in. And it's limited only by time zones and language. 
and it's good for clients because of just what I said. Plus, the sessions are shorter, therefore it's less costly for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we chat over Skype or telephone using photos they send me of their problem areas. And I ask a lot of questions to get to the bottom of their issues, and then I make suggestions about what they could do. Then within a week or so, we schedule another appointment with fresh photos so I can see what they've accomplished. And in the meantime, they're free to email me anytime they want, and we can solve an issue over email if if we can possibly do that. It's good for me because there's no travel involved, so my time isn't spent driving distances to get to their homes and I can work with more clients in a shorter time. But with all that being said, I still do go to clients' homes locally, but only as a consultant, and I design a DIY plan for them so they can organize themselves. So the bottom line of all of this is I do the planning and the client does the actual physical work. Mm, I love that. So I hear that so many options are available. Should we choose a career, a new career, for instance, in organizing, there's these three different sort of tracks that we can follow and we don't have to be stuck with doing something one way. There are always more on, and technology just makes so many options available. Oh, for sure. Without the technology, I couldn't do much of what I do today. Mm, absolutely I agree my my work is the same and that we are just so I keep thinking we're so fortunate to live in this time um Mm -hmm. and and so you've told us a little bit now about how you work with your clients Maureen are there other um sort of ways that you work with them or are those the main mainstay of your business that's the mainstay of my business Mm. yeah I love that and then I wonder um is there, are there two or three tips or even one or two tips that you can share with us if, that comes to mind about for anybody thinking of making a career transition, if they're sitting there thinking, I just don't like what I do anymore and I don't know where to start and will I be successful in anything else? What would come to mind for you to, to say to a person like that? Well, I guess the first thing I would say would be to Find some place or a list or something online that can help help you learn what your strengths are, the kinds of things that you're good at and you enjoy doing and you would enjoy doing for a long time. Um, the second tip would be find someone who can teach you that. Mm. And third is... Be aware that it's not going to be a straight road. There's going to be lots of twists and turns in it. And always have a plan B, C, D, or E as the need arises. Mm. Those are very, very uh, practical and inspirational tips. I love it. So find a list or find a way to figure out your biggest strengths and what you'll enjoy for a long time. Um, Find a course or somebody who can teach you how to do that in an organized and structured manner. And then remember that it's not a straight road. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that. Maureen, I'm very positive that many people would love to connect with you. So how can they do that? The easiest way is through my website, decluttercoach.ca. There's a contact button there and people can read my blog or listen to podcasts or 
learn all kinds of things about me. Find my virtual organizing service. Everything is all there and on one website. Beautiful. And tell us just a little about your podcast. What do you? What is it called? And what do you discuss it's, there? It's called Conversations About Organizing. It's available on iTunes. Um, I talk to people who are not necessarily in the organizing field about topics that they deal with that are connected to organizing. Mm. Um, I also talk to organizers, and we talk about things that are really organizing related. I talked to somebody recently about um, emotionals, emotions and how emotions affect organizing. Um, I've talked to people about um, family life, how to plan for um, their parents' aging and what comes after that. So it's all organizing related, but not how do I organize my kitchen kind of thing, questions. Mm, okay, so related. It's, it's um, yeah, like lateral, laterally connected in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So folks, um, to connect with Maureen, go to declattercoach.ca. And all her links and her book links and uh, the link to her podcast will be on the show notes page on SavvySelfGrowth.com, which is my website. Maureen, it was such a pleasure to speak with you and hear about your journey. And for maybe there's a person out there today who listened and who thought, well, maybe if it's, it could be possible for me as well to make a career transition to doing something that I love and, like you mentioned, will love for a long time. Thank you, Maureen. It was such a privilege to spend time with you. Thank you, Liesl. I agree. It was a great privilege. Thank you. And to our listeners, if you want to hear more words of wisdom about making a career change mindfully, go to SavvySelfGrowth.com for articles, other interviews, and, of course, the show notes of Maureen's interview today. If you need help with finding a career that you will adore and love, please contact me through the website SavvySelfGrowth.com. And I want to remind you that a fulfilling career is a journey that involves the wisdom of your heart. It may take a little time, yet the rewards are really incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For other inspiring guests and articles on career change and the notes of today's show, be sure to visit SavvySelfGrowth.com. Download your free gift while you're there. Thank you for sharing this show with a friend. Remember, a mindful career transition is a journey that involves the wisdom of the heart.